The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by odd shark head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. Yes, yes, you're probably sick of me saying yes, but yes, we are back. We are back here at the College Experience. My name is Colby Dant, aka the Dantabase, and I am here along with my right hand man, former, former <laughs> James Madison defensive back, almost a national champion. <laughs> Almost only matters in national Kobe championships and 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 hand grenades or That's something, right. whatever they Horseshoes say. Horseshoes and hand grenades. Patty C, give it up for Patty C. What up? How you doing, pal? Once again, never better. As we inch closer to the season, every single moment of my life is more <laughs> magical than the previous. I I believe that because the same thing happens pretty much with me. That's right. Uh, this is my first time in in five years you know, uh, being a single for the beginning of the season, because normally I have to kind of disguise it. Ooh. Normally I'm in the bathroom for about three hours. You know what I mean? Reading college football material, right. whatever the fuck Streaming. I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm going to walk the dog. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, welcome. Thank you for tuning into the first couple episodes. We're excited uh, to bring you more. And we're about to get into the meat of the, you know, the, some of the better conferences, and including this one, there's nothing more American than this conference. You know, I mean, when you really break this down, well, there might be one conference that's a little more American. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I just, it just hit me. It just this hit one's me. Very American, though. <laughs> what I like to do on my Fourth of July, I don't go to cookouts. I just watch Conference USA and American Conference games. That's right. All right. We just roll it back. Um, <laughs> Get the preseason started exactly. early. Exactly. So, so today we are breaking down the beautiful, beautiful Conference USA. So American. Yes, so American. Uh, but before we, di- we we dabble into that, I want to talk about uh, Media Day. Yes. Again, we've addressed a few of these things. I am already very interested in uh, in 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 what my guy Rocky Long, the the head coach of San Diego State said today, Pat, he went on record saying I would have done exactly what central Florida did. Um, uh, he said, uh, where am I at here on this? Basically, he just said the treat that, that, uh, that it's unfair. And he goes that, Oh, if they, if, if I would have handled it the same way, if I went undefeated, I would have claimed national champion because they are national champions. If they want to dis- disrespect us, that's what you have to do. That's right. And I agree. 
I'm on board too. I, I completely agree because all the you know a ton of people get all pissed off at everything. Oh, they, how can they claim it? Uh, the, I love that though about the Alabama fans is that they they they. Will, yeah. will... Do you know how much piss and vinegar would come out of the Alabama fans if they went undefeated and weren't given the national championship? They would cry yeah. to the moon and they back. would burn down like a lot of shit. You, right. That one guy poisoned the trees and they Auburn would have burning crosses all <laughs> yeah, yeah. over the south. <laughs> Which they already do, right. but we're not going there. Right yeah, now. yeah, that's <laughs> uh, no. But I mean, look. Well, the irony is, is Alabama has it's in its own history a bunch of self kidding, self claimed uh, a lot of self self uh, claimed national championships. A f- I forget from I, what I, I forget the I forget the, the amount. Basically, but, everything before 1950 or whenever the yeah. era started. But, but anyway, my point is, Rocky Long is completely correct. Uh, it's just not a fair system right now. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I was happy to see him go public with that because I, you know, kudos to Rocky Long for knowing the, the real deal, right? So anyway, moving along, we got to get into this, guys. There's 14 teams in this conference. There's more than, it's more than the match. It's Mac. the whole U.S. Yeah, this, yeah. Might, this might be a long episode. I'm going to try to break this down a little faster. But with that said, here comes our breakdown of the beautiful conference USA. Starting first. I don't know if they ever found gold in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Pat, but the Charlotte 49ers. Again, I'm not sure uh, <laughs> why 49ers. That's <laughs> something we need Ryan here for. Yeah. We do not have our technical guy with us. We're doing it from uh, my own home in uh, Playa del Rey, California. Danta Bay Studios. Yeah, Danta Bay Studios. And, uh, and we're making this work uh, on the fly here. So uh, we do not have our, our fact checker here, but the Charlotte 49ers. There was some kind of rush yes. in some <laughs> 49 year. Maybe actually, I think that, you know what? This is kind of bringing back an old episode that I feel like something happened in 1949 here. I want to say maybe the school was created or something happened in 1949. You know what, Colby? Right? I'm going to look this up while you uh, continue <laughs> but, to. While I ramble on about how. Okay, so. Uh, I wrote a piece earlier this off season about coaches that are on the hottest seat. There is uh, coach Orgeron at LSU, Scotty Montgomery at East Carolina. And I think this guy's seat is just flaming hot pad. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no pun intended. Uh, Brad Lambert. <laughs> Wait, what's the pun? <laughs> the, where are you going with this? I don't want to, I don't want to dabble with that. this. <laughs> Uh, Brad Lambert, he's back for his sixth season at Charlotte. Uh, he, he was one in 11 last year. Tough year. Uh, he's 17 and 41 in six seasons. <laughs> okay. 17 yeah. and 41 in six seasons. How the guy has a job <laughs> is beyond I me mean, at this point. I mean, I don't understand, uh, what he, what kind of dirt he has on the athletic director, but, uh, <laughs> But he's got it all right. You sip your Mexican beer. You <laughs> shut up. You look. You don't. You don't need to look this up. All right. Speaking of flaming, okay. if I'm lisping on the podcast right now for some reason, it's because I just ate a flaming hot pepper out of Colby's <laughs> refrigerator, and now I'm drinking a beer, which is like doubling down on the spice. That pepper's it been in there for great. like six weeks, man. <laughs> right, dude. I have the. I've been single. All right. That means I haven't cleaned my refrigerator in a while. <laughs> hey, I'll take what I can find. I sound like. Uh, Who's the old Notre Dame guy with the bucket of water in his mouth at all? Uh, Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. I had the <laughs> Lou Holtz thing going on, so forgive me. Uh, 
Okay, let's break down Charlotte. Wait, wait, hold okay. on, I got it. The nickname 49ers derives from the fact that the university's, pre- university's predecessor, Charlotte Center of the University of North Carolina, established in 1946, was saved. Wait, 46? Fr- yeah. <laughs> so it should be the 46ers? Well, wait, wait, right. It should be the 46ers, <laughs> but they were saved from being shut down by the state in 1949 by Bonnie Cohn. Good old Bonnie Cohn. Bonnie Cohn. <laughs> Coming around. Okay, so, so they were saved in 49, so they, they just changed it. I guess prior to 49, they were the 46ers. Yeah. I, I don't know that that's true, but they yeah. definitely should have been. I'm just using so. that logic. Uh, all right, well, that's... that's uh, so there's no mining reference, so I don't... Know why their mascot's a miner. It's just a straight okay. bite off of San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, Brad Lambert is back in his sixth season. At Charlotte. He did bring them up to the FBS level. He's coming off a beautiful one and 11 season. Uh, he's seven, 17 and 41 in six seasons. Uh, now there is some good news. The good news is, is he might be able to save his job. He's returning 18 starters, 18 starters at a 22. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eight on offense. And they, and they also, when you add in their ninth player on offense, who's got starting experience. So I would almost add it. As that as that being a nine for starting players, Defenders. On, yeah, offensive players. Oh, offense uh, is grad transfer quarterback from Miami, Evan Sheriffs. Remember him? He is now Charlotte's starting quarterback, I believe, this year. Uh, assuming he beats out last year's starter Hassan Clue, who, which by the way, I saw him play. He's an athlete, but he's not very good. So I'm assuming Sheriffs has this spot locked up. Uh, the offensive line is apparently the best they've had in his era. The defense returns 10 starters, Pat. 10. Pretty good. Uh, now, a lot. Now, can they get some wins here? Now, the over-under is set at three and a half. Yeah. You, you look there. You see. Okay, let's, let's, let's break this down. You got Fordham. Let's go Fordham. The first four. Fordham, App, App State, Old Dominion. All three of those at home. Fourth game at UMass. What do you see there? I'm thinking that is one and three. Hmm. <laughs> I would say one and three, but I'm tempted to give them one and a half out of those three. Uh, well, they're those definitely four, not going to beat Appal- Appalachian State. Definitely not going to beat Appalachian State. I think they get Fordham, and I give them a 50-50 shot between uh, ODU and, and UMass. So I don't know if I give them 50-50. I, I would not be shocked if they could pull one of those off, but I got them at one and three. I think the other teams are better. Uh, but I sh- the Sheriff's edition is, is intriguing. Uh, move along to the next four games at UAB. They get a bye week before they're home to Western Kentucky at middle Tennessee, and then home to Southern miss. I see potentially a win there against Western Kentucky. That's a 50, 50 game. No, it's like a, that's like a 70, 30 game, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, they, they, at least they get them in Charlotte. That's a, that's, that could happen. Right. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Western Kentucky. Cause I think they're in the decline. Uh, <laughs> This is a team that went one and eleven last year. Yeah, and Let I'm me thinking. You. I'm thinking. You know what? Give me, give me. What sucks for them is they do not draw UTEP or uh, Rice. Cross cross division. <laughs> they don't get UTEP or Rice. The two terrible teams. I'm gonna say they win two games. And I'm looking at this, and I have them. So I'm under. Yes, yeah. two and a half. Maybe. Well, Two and three quarters games. Well, the, the, the over-unders at three and a half. So. Right. They're not getting that. Yeah, yeah. We're both on the same page there. 
that's play the under on that one. Yeah, I actually think that's a pretty good play, guys. Uh, unless you know something crazy happens here with one of these other teams, I don't see them beating any of these teams. I mean, Western Kentucky maybe. So, but that's only three. Let's just say they beat Fordham, Old Dominion, and Western Kentucky. They're still at three. They're, they're not going to. This is a this is a pretty strong play. Yeah. Uh, moving along to the favorites of the uh, the conference and last year's defending champion of the conference USA, the Florida Atlantic Owls. All right. So Lane Kiffin enters year two in Boca Raton. Went eleven and three last year, Pat. Mm-hmm. But he did lose Kendall Bryles at offensive coordinator. He Kendall Bryles took a job at Houston to be the offensive coordinator. Yep. So he brings in. Badass Charlie Weiss's son is <laughs> <laughs> a coordinator. That's a low, I don't, I don't low know. Blow. I don't know that his son is fat. I'm just telling you that Charlie Weiss. I man. That, In case you forgot, that that dude was one fat fucking dude, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> we've had a few beers. Um, uh, they got one of the better running backs in the country, Devin Singletary. You've seen this guy play. Are you sold? Ah, uh, yeah, that dude can move. He's got that jump step. He's a little uh, thick frame and little uh, Barry Sanders action. Little Barry Sanders, a little uh, yeah, Michael Burner Turner. Yeah, so he, so he's back for his senior year. They got they got a QB battle going on, but it looks like it's going to be a uh, uh, Oklahoma transfer or a Florida State transfer, either Chris Robeson or DeAndre Johnson. Uh, I love this whole team. You look at the whole team. The backup running back is an Alabama transfer, BJ Emmons, that he's coming over this year. So they got depth at the running back position. The wide receivers, Willie Wright had a great year last year, and they add in West Virginia transfer, Javon Durante. Is there any doubt whatsoever (laughs) that Lane Kiffin is just running a filthy program? program. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're just bringing in everybody. Look, they got another Bama transfer on the defense. They got a Florida State transfer on the on the on the D line, I mean, uh, this number team, one recruit in the nation committed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just crazy. Driving around in a golden Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, SMU. You're going to see a thirty for thirty on Florida Atlantic thirty years from now or right. twenty years from now. Anyway, uh, uh, over and under set at nine. Pretty high for a team that 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 won eleven games last year. But uh, they start off, or let's just break this down by by, by the four. Here. They start off at Oklahoma. That's a loss. That's a bad loss. Uh, home to Air Force. That's an interesting game. It is an interesting game. Navy Navy gave it to to, to Lane Kiffin last year, um, but this I don't know. That's a, I, I would I, I think that they'll be favored in that one. Yeah, so, I'm so giving that one to win. Florida Atlantic. Yep. They get Bethune Cookman at home after that, and then they're at Central Florida. Got to give them the the hard L on that one. Yeah, even though Central Florida is bringing in the new coach. I would still favor Central Florida, but I think that's a very, very close game. So I'm going to say two, two and two. I don't know how close it's going to be, but I definitely got them losing it. So I, I just don't know how what to expect really. Right from Heupel, first Heupel, year coach, first year changing the system. Pretty early in the season. Yeah, they did lose some pieces. Uh, they got like four or five players drafted. They lost a safety to Any Nebraska. Any team that comes this out week. of winning yeah. against Auburn, though, yeah, in They're, a New Year's bowl game. Or any any team that won the national championship, right? That's true. Um, so so I got them going two and two. Let's just get say two and two. But I would not be shocked if they went three and one, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, moving along to the next four, you're at Middle Tennessee. You're home to Old Dominion, at Marshall, and that's that's the big one. 
Yeah. But they get a bye week before the Marshall game. And then home to Louisiana Tech. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna win all four of those, man. Yeah. I mean, I think I can see Louisiana Tech giving them a game. I don't yeah. think Louisiana Tech it should got be them a last good year. game. I think at yeah. Marshall, like you said, should be a good game. Even Middle Tennessee. I mean, these games are all losable. Right. 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 But I'm right there with you. I got them winning all four of those. So right now we got them at six and two. Yep. Uh, then the final four games of the season at Florida International, which is a little rivalry game with uh, with good old Butch Davis. Uh, then home to Western Kentucky at North Texas, a rematch of last year's conference championship game, but they, they put it on North Texas and then home to Charlotte. I think they're going to win 10 games, maybe nine, but it's set at nine. So, so if I had to bet, I would say they're going to win 10, right? Not a bad bet. When I look at this, I have them at exactly nine games, you know, since we can't do that, I'm having to choose. And I have a little, uh, a little wild hair that I don't think uh, Colby's feeling just yet. I have a special little idea about Florida International this year, and I think they're going to go down, and Butch Davis is going to have something waiting for him. I think that's an L, and that's their third L of the season. And then somewhere in there, yeah, they could trip on Middle Tennessee. They could trip. They, they could trip on Middle Tennessee. They could trip on Air Force. They could trip on Old Dominion. They could trip on Marshall. Yeah. They could trip on Louisiana Tech. They're more likely to trip on one of those teams than they Even are to North run Texas. the whole yeah. table and beat Florida International as well. So if I had to choose one, I would say over, but they Wait, look like a pretty solid you're going nine-win o- team. Yeah, I'm, y- I'm going to say under. Oh, okay, because you just said if you had to choose, you'd go over. Oh, no, sorry about that. Okay, no, I'm going over on this if I had to choose. I don't like this bet. I like the Charlotte under bet much, much, much better. Uh but I, I would go over if I was forced to do so. Um, First disagreement. There we go. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, you know what you can't disagree with, Pat? What's that? You cannot disagree with uh, how the Florida International Panthers did last year and what Butch Davis did in, I believe that's in Miami, uh, where they're located. <laughs> uh, they're about somewhere in the... Palm Beach-ish, Florida-ish, Southern, <laughs> Southern yeah. Florida. Anyway, he did a great job last year, it's especially Miami. walking into what he walked into. He went eight and five. Uh, now, here's the issue is that they do. I know you're picking them. I know you're picking them to, to uh, do things here, but the offense returned seven starters, which is pretty solid, but they also lost the quarterback. They got a grad transfer coming in and James Morgan coming over from Bowling Green. He was pretty solid at Bowling Green. You tried to watch some of his highlights today, but the quality of film <laughs> that the Bowling Green, uh, right. <laughs> the, the Goodyear blimp is yeah. <laughs> as close as they could get for us. So. Uh, de- defensively, they only returned four. Now they did add a transfer defensive end uh, from Georgia tech and a pair of defensive backs from app state and Rutgers. So they got some experience added in that, that could really bump, pump that stat up, but the over an, the over under is set at five. So I already know that you're definitely going over since you have them potentially, I think winning this side of the division, that's well, you right. had them beating Florida Atlantic. I got to right? beat them Florida Atlantic. And that's right. I also have them wait for it. Drum roll winning the Eastern division of the conference USA. See, and that's when I know he's had too many beers, <laughs> right? That's when I really know that he has had hey, too many beers. Call it a magical feeling, but it's written in the stars, folks. You heard it here first. 
It is Butch Davis's time to take over that Battle of Florida and shine and make Lane Kiffin his bitch. <laughs> I hope you're right. Yes. Because I would love a little rivalry there. Let me ask you this, though. Out of the gate, Florida International, do they handle Indiana? That's a tough one. They get it at home. I'm going to say no. They don't. Okay. So at Old Dominion. Yeah, I give them a W there. Okay. Then home to UMass at Miami. Are you have them uh, two and two then? I, I'm taking two and two out of that first four. Yep. Okay. Okay. Watch UMass though. UMass is better, I think, than people give them credit for. I'm also uh, going to give them on Butch Davis's return to Miami. I'm going to have them giving Miami a, a run for their money. I think Miami. I would love to see that, but I don't know that that's going to happen. The defense returns nothing, dude. So that's always a red flag to me. I just think Miami's going to be asleep at the wheel. And I think Butch Davis is going to go into his old stomping grounds, even though I think they were still in the Orange Bowl back then. Either way, familiarity with the hurricane mystique. (laughs) Not be intimidated by it and have a little something ready. Are they going to win that game? I don't think so. But it's going to be closer than what you would expect. All right, so two and two, and then they break on the next four. They get uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's a win, three and two. They get a bye week before Middle Tennessee, which I like, so let's just say four and two. Then they're they're home to Rice, five and two, and then they're at Western Kentucky, six and two. I like that, but I have them losing the Florida Atlantic, so I have them going six and three. Then they're at UTSA. That's a losable game. Uh, I'm going to say six and four. Four there at Charlotte they win seven and four, home to Marshall they lose they go seven and five, seven and five and I got them coming away with at least one more win there. But we both like the over. We both like the over because five seems very low, and that's a, that that schedule is not that bad. So yeah. there we go. I mean I think that's pr- that's pretty solid. This is a team that went eight and five last year, and you know this was in their coach's first season. Yeah. So you know who else is in their first season, Pat? Who's that? The college experience, right? And the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. So just do it. Get over there. There we go. Uh, now moving this thing along, cause I know, like I said, there's a lot of teams and I'm, we're already, you know, pretty deep into this, uh, Louisiana tech, the bulldogs, you know, you know, this, this team's close to my heart, Pat, not, yes. not, not the fact that they're Louisiana tech, but they have a coach named skip Holtz who used to be at East Carolina. And boy, when he was with at East Carolina, he had my pirates rolling. He did. We upset, we upset, uh, Virginia tech. We upset West Virginia, both top 20 teams back to back weeks. Then we upset Boise State earlier later in the year. Chris Johnson was running all over people. Colby thinks Skip Holtz belongs at Florida State. Uh, I I think he's a much better coach than than people give him credit for. He he did struggle at South Florida, which is weird. But since he's gone to Louisiana Tech, he's been great. He's in the sixth season, fourth straight bowl season. Or you know what I mean? He's won nine games at Louisiana Tech three out of the past four years. Pat, it's impressive. Nine games, right? And let me tell you, they're going to do that again this year because I can tell you the Bulldogs returned eight starters on offense, including their star wideout Teddy Veal, transferred from Tulane a few years ago. They got Jamar Smith back at quarterback. They got an experience there. He's been starting for two or a year and a half, two years almost. Defensively, they're bringing back seven. 
They got a good defensive end and Jalen Ferguson and a great corner and a meek Robertson. Plus they add in Trey Baldwin at linebacker. Who's a transfer from Missouri. This defense is going to be loaded. So it's almost like having eight starters back. Uh, the win, the over under total is set at seven. All right, let's talk. Let's toss. Let's talk brass tacks. Let me talk. Jesus. Brass tacks. This team went seven and six. Like you said, last year, three losses by one point and a double overtime loss that could easily be an 11 win season yeah, yeah. with a few other bounces. That's what I mean. He got some bad breaks last year. Granted, they won one game by 1.2. So, well, whatever. It's skip Holtz. He's a, he's a champion, right? <laughs> he is a champion. Uh, okay. So look, breaking down the schedule here at South Alabama. That's a not win. that hard of a schedule. They're starting out at South Alabama. That's a win home to Southern win. Then they get a buy at LSU. And I'm telling you if Orgeron was to lose his job, it's, this game, if they could somehow pull that right. off, especially in state. Yeah. Be, oh, especially because LSU has, has Auburn the week before at Auburn, oh, but man. they would lose. Imagine if they lost to Miami Auburn. And then this is the, this is the order would be done by week three. Yeah. Boom. Uh, actually it'd be week four, week but, four. uh, but yeah. Uh, then after that at North, T- North Texas, then uh, the North Texas game kind of scares me. Yeah. Uh, that could be tough. So let's just say two and two there. Cause North Texas won the, won the, uh, the, 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 conf- the division and went to the conference championship last year and they return a lot and they have a, that good quarterback. Uh, we'll give them two and two, two and two. Then they're home to UAB at UTSA home to UTEP and at Florida Atlantic. See, this is where I, th- I look there and I see, I see three out of the four there. I see two and a half. So I got but them going, three. I got them going right there. They're five and three. And then that sets them up. Nice. Nice for the, for the the home stretch, yeah. although although at Mississippi State, I mean, playing that game late, that that's a dangerous game for Mississippi State too. That's a loss though. Okay, so five and three moves to five and four. Then they're home to Rice, at Southern Miss, and home to Western Kentucky. I think they get two or three of those. Yeah, I believe I had them at seven and a half when I took a look at this before. Um, their over under is seven. They're gonna win eight games. You think they're gonna Come win eight right now? Eight games. I think you may be right. If I had to lean one way or another, I would say eight more experienced team than they were last year. And this is, you know, when you're in, inexperienced pet, you lose close games. That's true. When you're experienced, you win close games. That's right. Just that little extra umph, mm. that little extra mojo. Yes, yes, yes. Moving along to the, oh man, I'm, uh, you know, the Marshall thundering herd. Always like that name. The thundering herd pet. Great name. Great name. And even better is their head coach's name. <laughs> Marshall's head coach is named Doc Holliday. And he, well, he's back for his ninth season <laughs> in Tombstone, Arizona. I mean, wait, I mean, Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, gotta love this guy's name. I hope they never fire him because I like saying his name every damn year. Uh, and, uh, you know, this season was lining up to be the year for Marshall to make the run, Pat. Yeah. Last year, you looked at the Marshall and you're like, man, this team's going to be really explosive next year. And then their quarterback... Chase Litton comes out early and doesn't get drafted. He pulled a, Ooh. he pulled a, who was the Virginia tech quarterback that did that? Gerard Evans. Was it? Gerard Evans. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. Now, now the chiefs did end up signing him to a contract. So he is going to be in chiefs training camp or he is already, but, uh, through, through, through old, uh, doc holiday for a curve. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. re, I, I guarantee you after that, he felt like he was in the wild west. Hey, well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> So what he did then is he went to the FCS level and Wagner had a quarterback 
that was uh, pretty, pretty damn good last year. And it was also showing up on NFL radar. Uh, Alex Thompson grad transfers into Huntington, West Virginia, and he's their new starting quarterback. Now the question will be how fast can he learn the offense and, and how fast can this thing really get, get together? But uh, they got talent everywhere, man. They got talent. They, they got uh, a, a Miami transfer at wide receiver, another Oklahoma state transfer at wide receiver. Uh, they're bringing back nine starters on defense. They add in a Georgia transfer in, in the defensive backfield. Uh, this is a team that is legit, a, a legit contender in the conference USA. Here's a team that won eight games last year and lost two games by one and two points respectively, and also lost another game by five. So yeah, very close to being again, an 11 win team there. And I can tell you something else that's great here is I like this breakdown of the schedule here. Cause at Miami, Ohio week one, where they're actually underdogs. I was looking today and Miami, Ohio is favored. Hmm. I would have not guessed that. Uh, I got the, I got Marshall winning that one. Yeah, I even, do, I do too. Even though I like Miami, Ohio, I got Marshall winning that one. Uh, Week two against Eastern Kentucky. I think that's a very winnable game. That, I mean, that's basically 99%. And uh, there's 2-0. and And then at South Carolina, that's a loss. And then home to NC State. Probably that's, a loss, That's too. the game that really sticks out to me. NC State's replacing a lot. They play in Huntington, West Virginia. That Props. screams trap game to me. Yeah. Screams trap game to me. Although I don't necessarily think of Huntington, Huntington, West Virginia as a place where great teams go to die or even. I just think that the fans could be rowdy for that one. And I could see normally they, normally they don't play on the road like that. What happened? Right. I mean, NC state a couple of years ago played a three and nine, uh, ECU team under Scotty Montgomery and Scotty Montgomery beat NC state. Right. That was on the road in Greenville. That's another uh, thing. I don't know of any big games that have happened in Huntington anytime recently. Yeah. It's been probably, uh, I think Purdue played there about three or four years ago. Purdue lost. Okay. But, um, but that was not Jeff Brown Purdue. That was, uh, the former Ohio state coach. I forget his last name. Um, Tiller. No, no, no. Tiller was a long time ago. Uh, uh it's the, I forget his Whatever. name right now, but, um, <laughs> anyway, we're, we're getting carried away, man. Uh, we're going, we need to speed this thing up. Uh, where was I at? So NC State, so you got two and two there. After that, at Western Kentucky, home to Middle Tennessee, at Old Dominion, home to Florida Atlantic. I got them going. Ooh, that's a tough. I got them going. I'll give them two. I'll give them two there. Maybe three. Old Dominion? I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, two or three. Maybe. I, got, I, give, them, uh, I give them two. Yep. Uh, and then after that, you got at Southern Miss, home to Charlotte, versus UTSA, uh, and then at Florida International. Um, shit, I'm thinking they could win all. They could win three out of the four there. I'm giving them three there too. Yeah. So overall, I got it set as though I got the under. I think they go seven and five. That's what I had them at too. Okay, because the the it's at the the win totals at seven and a half, and uh, so yeah. Seven and five, we, we both agree on this one. You're a you're a fucking asshole. And uh, moving along, we go to the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders from beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I've been there, Pat. I've been to Johnny Colby. Boyd Stadium. I watched them take on the Idaho Vandals, <laughs> and they won, Pat. 
Colby painted that town red. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rick Stockstill's back at head coach for middle Tennessee in his 13th season at the helm for the blue Raiders. And let me tell you something. Stockstill has been in a bowl game every year since 2012, Pat. In fact, he's only had three years where he could, where he did not make a bowl game. And two of those years, they were five and seven. So they were right on the cusp. Uh, and guess what? He's got his son back at quarterback for his senior season. Brent Stockstill, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. If you ask me, uh, aside from that, they're bringing back some, uh, shit, eight other starters on offense. Defense is looking pretty solid. This is a team that went into Syracuse last year and beat them in the carrier dome. So uh, this is, this is an underrated team, man. The win total is set at seven. That's a big number. That's a big number. What do you think here, man? Uh, We got break this down here. You got at Vanderbilt home to UT Martin at Georgia. You get a bye week and then you're home to Florida Atlantic. That's a tough start, man. They could go one and three pretty easily right there. They bet you better hope they beat Vanderbilt. They will go one and three out of there, but I'm going to make a little uh, side note here because this team to their credit has scheduled pretty aggressively out of conference with three road games against sec teams. I'm going to skip down to the bottom of the schedule where they're playing second to last week of the season at Kentucky. I think between the game at Vanderbilt and the game at Kentucky, neither traditional world beaters. I think that we're going to see middle Tennessee steal one of those. So all right, I'm listening. I mean, they, they've they've scared a few teams. Like I said, they beat Syracuse at Syracuse last year. Uh, Kentucky's a beatable. Kentucky's one of those teams that could lose, so I, I'm on board there. But hang yeah, on, I'll hang just on. wait to the end of the year and I'll say they're going to beat Kentucky. How about that? There we go. Uh, well, so we got them at I got them at one and three starting off. Then the the next four games are at Marshall, at Florida International, home to Charlotte, at Old Dominion. Right there, I think. Oh man, I actually only got them winning one there. So, so, so I think Old Dominion is going to beat them in uh, in Virginia. Uh, so that would be two and six. Is that? Mm. Is that two and six, and then home to Western Kentucky at UTEP. This is where I got them winning three of the four, maybe even four of the four. But I like the under here. I think that I think they go at best six and six. So I've got them. I'll say I have them coming one and three in the first four. Second four, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say they're going to get. Two out of those four, I'm going to get them winning at Marshall and home to Charlotte. And then, um, let's see. Uh, I actually have them winning three of those four, never mind, because I have them beating Old Dominion on the road, too. And then I'm going to have them taking three out of the last four as well, which puts them at seven on the year for me, um, which is exactly what they're predicted at. On a hunch, I'm going to give them a little magic. A little of that Murfreesboro magic. There we go, man. I'm gonna give him the. Uh, over. I used to have a T-shirt of uh, of when I went there. Their running back was a guy named Dewan Hicks, who I believe played with the Chicago Bears briefly. But I had a, a T-shirt because they were having a Heisman campaign for Dewan Hicks, and they had a big Hicks for Heisman campaign. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to this T-shirt, but man, <laughs> but I would love to. Well. I would love to have it <laughs> for Murfreesboro. <laughs> he was a ball player, though, man. Anyway, okay, moving this thing to the next spot, we got the North Texas Mean Green, one of the greatest nicknames. Pat says of all time, the Mean Green. Yes, uh, and you know, it's very they're, mean color. They're 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 the former. Cha- or divisional champions. They went to the conference championship last year. So uh, that was pretty amazing considering Seth L- Littrell is back 
for his third year. So he did that in year two. I mean, three years ago, this team was a 1-11 team. That's pretty impressive. Scott Frost. Yeah. Uh, so he's 14-13 and 13 in two years. And uh, they got a great quarterback, man. I think I think we watched some film of him earlier. Yeah, Mason Fine is a stud quarterback. He is oh so fine. And uh, so no they homo. they're returning seventeen starters on the, as a team, nine on offense, eight on defense. They're adding a K State transfer at the nose tackle. Got another transfer at linebacker coming in from Purdue. It's a this this team could be favorites to do it again, Pat. They are a powerful little squad there. Vegas sees them winning eight games on the over-under. Already? What do you think? You got you break down the first four, home to SMU, home to Incarnate Word, at Arkansas, and at your boys, Liberty. Uh I think that's I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna say they start out three and one. <sighs> SMU's breaking in a new coach, game one. Come on. You gotta yeah, I gotta give them three wins there yeah. too. So they're three and one, and then you, you you hop into the next four, home to Louisiana Tech. That's that's kind of a 50-50 game, but I think you might favor them because they, they beat them last year in uh in uh where, you know wherever the hell Ruston, Ruston, <laughs> Louisiana, uh, at UTEP, home to Southern Miss, and at UAB. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and say they're gonna win three out of those four. So they're six and two at that point. Man. Yeah. Then they're home to Rice for homecoming, seven and two. They get a bye before Old Dominion. I think they get Old Dominion because of that bye. Eight and two, home to Florida Atlantic. That's probably a loss. Eight and three at UTSA. I'm going to say they win nine games. Nine games, buddy. At first glance, I didn't have them getting there, but. Yeah, I actually think I I originally said under, and I I think just breaking it down, I convinced myself to take the over on that one, too. Yeah, I I think somewhere in there it was the. Louisiana Tech and Southern Myths. I thought maybe I'd see them losing both of those, but I think you're right. I think they get one of those at home. And uh, I think they come away with eight or nine. There we go. Now, next in, in line alphabetically, the Old Dominion Monarchs. Uh, Old Dominion. I like this coach, actually, man. I think he's doing a great job. Head, head coach Bobby Wilder is back for his 10th season at ODU but it's only a six at the FBS level. And let's just say this guy's legit, man. I mean, he's made three bowl games in the past five years, including a 10 win season two years ago. Last year team went five and seven, Pat, but they won three out of their last four. And let me explain. They had a 17 year old freshman starting for them named Steven Williams, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That freshman's now a sophomore. They got a stud running back in Jeremy Cox. They got nine starters coming back on offense. Defensively, they return in seven. I, I really think this team is going to be a lot better than, than, than we're projecting here. The over-under set at five and a half. I look at this schedule. They start out, look, right from the start, at Liberty. Right, let's go through the first four. At Liberty, home to Florida International. At Charlotte, home to Virginia Tech. They're going to be two and two. I got them either one and three or two and Wait, two. Wait, you had them losing to Liberty? Maybe losing to Liberty. All right, do me a favor and go up to the roof and jump off because that is <laughs> bullshit right there. Liberty's this... first game in the in the FBS. Hey, stranger things have happened, my friend. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> two and two, and then they play at East Carolina, and I th- I cracked up as an East Carolina fan. Uh, I think it's hilarious that East Carolina's favored. Uh, I, I I saw that as one of East Carolina's for sure wins of the season. I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think 
Old Dominion is going to win that game. So that would make them three and two for me. Uh, then at Florida Atlantic, that's a loss. They'd be three and three. And then home to Marshall, they would be, I don't know, that's kind of a, I'm going to say, they, ball. I'm going to say they lose that one. So they'll be three and four. At Western Kentucky, they win four and four. And then the final stretch for me, uh, home to Middle Tennessee. That's they're gonna sneak one of these ones, man. They're gonna sneak. They got Virginia military. They're, 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 and they got Rice in on the schedule. Love still left with the Monarchs. Dude, Virginia military Dominion. and Rice. That's that. That's that pumps two the six. That's two inches. So they're already over. They're already over. That's in your world, in your delusional world, Colby Dent. Uh, in my world, the world of reality, the world of accurate picks, <laughs> they are going to come out with exactly 1.5 wins from their first four games. Um, they will. How do you get 1.5 wins in your first four games? By maybe losing to Liberty. Okay. Uh, then. They're not going to lose to Liberty, dude. Buddy. Buddy. This. We're Virginia boys, right? Yes. Okay. So believe me when I say that these new teams all coming up, they're vying for supremacy. And Lord. At, at Liberty, that's white, please, that's white supremacy. That's, that's <laughs> quite a bit of white supremacy. So uh, given Trump's love for uh, Falwell and all that <laughs> stuff, it might, be, uh, it might be Liberty's year. Either way. I hope both of these teams know that if JMU stepped into their world, JMU would wipe the walls with them. I'm going 1.5 to the first four games. Then I have them winning two of the next four. So we're going to say 3.5. And I've got them, you're right, winning the last two games on their schedule, putting them at 5.5, which is exactly where. <laughs> you guys uh, caught on half games over here. You got to make a pick. Buddy. I'm playing odds, and my odds say it's 5.5 on the nose. And you know what? It might be generous to give them that many. So odds are they're not going to make it. Screw Old Dominion. <laughs> what they do to you, man, huh? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Took a JMU spot in the FBS. Screw them. Okay. They took JMU spot. Whatever you want to say. Uh you know what? The college experience is also, you, is also brought to you by OddShark. What I want you to do is head over to OddShark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at OddShark and visit them at www.OddShark.com. It's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer, guys. You just got to do it. OddShark's great. Anyway, I say anyway every time, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Moving forward. <laughs> this Good team, substitute. I don't even know why we got to, I mean, the Rice Owls, let me tell you about this team. They were 1-11 last year. They were terrible. They, David Bailiff is, was fired. They bring in Mike Boomgren. Bloomgren. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking pronounce his name. Former <laughs> offensive coordinator of Stanford, uh, which is interesting because the OC at Stanford is, let's see, you're a physical team. You're going to go do that at Rice? I don't know. Can that even work at Rice? The Owls returned six offensive starters, including their star whiteout, Aaron Cephas. Uh, they add in a Vandy transfer at quarterback to give them some depth, starting behind uh, perhaps Jackson Tyner. I, I don't know who they're starting at quarterback. Ooh. I don't know who they're starting at quarterback, so I, I'm just guessing that Jackson Tyner is going to start. Defensive 
defensively, they're returning just five. So, I mean, this team has zero experience. They're breaking into new systems. I would imagine defensively as well. Offensively. I know they are. Uh, yeah. The win total is set at a beautiful, beautiful three. Uh, I look at the first game against Prairie View A&M. I'll say, sure. They're from the SCS level. That's a winnable game. Uh, another thing to keep in mind here is they play, uh, 13 games, not 12 because they play an away game at Hawaii in week. Well, technically it's week two, but it's week three for them because they play Prairie View A&M in week zero. If any of that makes sense, I don't know. Prairie View is a winnable game home to Houston. After that, that's a loss at Hawaii. That's uh, a winnable game, but I think they're going to lose that. Uh, then they get a bye coming back from Hawaii, and then they're at Southern Miss. I got them going one and three in their first four. Pat? Right right with you. All right, moving along to the next four, at Wake Forest, home to UTSA, home to UAB, and at Florida International. I don't see them winning any of those. So they are then one and eight. No, I'm sorry, one and seven. And then you have the final four games, or five, or, yeah, five games, uh, at North Texas, home to UTEP. There Ooh, we go. That's there that spicy hot rivalry game. There we go. That's the winnable game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, at Louisiana Tech, at LSU. Thank you, LSU, for scheduling a tough opponent <laughs> like Rice. <laughs> and then home to Old Dominion. Uh, there's no way. There's. I'll put it like this. At best, they win three games, and that would be Prairie View, Hawaii, and UTEP. That's not going to happen, though. Hawaii is probably going to beat them. So the under is clearly the play here. It's set at three and a half. Come on. Yeah. Under. For some reason, I thought that 13th game at first was going to give them the edge to get to three and a half, four. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The, the, it's at three, not three, three. and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I still think at best they beat Hawaii, and you. those are the three wins. I don't see them being at eight. Yeah, I see them There's no fourth win there. Two. There's no fourth win. So, so bet the under because if – and then you can pretty much cash your check if Hawaii wins in, in game in week three. You know what I mean? Or week two, technically, since week zero. This whole fucking week zero thing throws me off, man. <laughs> Moving along, though. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, Southern Miss is one of the better programs over the past better, – better mid-majors over the past 30 years, Pat. Going back to the days of Brett Favre and Michael – he he Jackson, <laughs> right? That's that's retro. Uh, yeah. Jay Hobson is back for his third year. Went eight and five last last year. Three straight bowl games for the for this uh, university. And uh, well, they only bring back five offensive starters. Now one of those five is a senior quarterback named Quadre Griggs. Uh, and they got some depth at QB, but they only bring back four defensive starters. So you only bring back nine starters in general. That's some red flags going there. Let me tell you what Southern miss doesn't rebuild. They, they reload. reload. Okay. Okay. Well, the over under set at six and a half. I looked through their schedule here. The first four, you got Jackson state. You got Louisiana Monroe. Those are both home games. I like them to win both. Then they play at App State. That's a loss. And then they're home to Rice. So I'm, they're going to start out three and one. Yep. And then they're going to head into Auburn until they get their shit pushed in. Right? <laughs> get their shit pushed in. <laughs> Big time. Uh, so I think they go three and two. They get a bye there. They're at North Texas, three and three. They're going to lose that game. Homecoming for UTSA. That's a 50-50 game to me. I would, I guess, favor Southern Miss. I'm giving Southern Miss on history alone. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So that's their fourth game. That they're four and 
They're four and three then. All right. Then they're at Charlotte. They're five and three. And then you break down their home to Marshall. That's a loss. Five and four at UAB five and five home to Louisiana tech five and six at UTEP six and six. And that's why I call for the under pet. This team is going to a bowl game. They're going to be at the friggin' you know, Idaho the, potato, yeah, uh, some type of uh, Alpo bowl. You know what I mean? Some shit like that, but uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to do this, man. They're going to make six. The unders the play here, not the over. Mm, mm. You went over on it. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on this one. I think you're selling them short on that last stretch. We had them coming out of the uh, first uh, eight games with four wins. And I see them taking three of those last ones. I think at UTEP's a gimme. And then uh, I think they get two or three. I think probably take UTEP on, or UAB on the road and then get one of the two at home against Louisiana and Marshall. So I'm going to give them seven. That's still under. Wait. The total's at seven and a half. Seven and a half? You just fucking. No, I'm sorry. Six, six and, a half. and a half. I'm sorry. Six. Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing, man. Give me the over, baby. Okay, you're right. Uh, but, I, but I'm going to be right when they go six and six. Uh, <laughs> next along is just a great team name as well. The UTSA. That's the University of Texas, San Antonio. The Roadrunners. Yes. Frank Wilson enters year three at head coach of the Roadrunners. First two seasons. He's been 12 and 12. Being bowl eligible both years, though. The former Les Miles assistant has recruited pretty well, actually, at his short time in San Antonio. Now, they only bring four starters back offensively. They do add in a SMU grad transfer at, as DJ Killens at quarterback. They bring six back on defense, but uh, 10 starters back entirely. But, uh, yeah, I don't know here. The, the, the Vegas says five for the win total. Break down the games at Arizona State week one. That's a strange game to me because Herman Edwards, I still have no feel in Arizona State. I mean, Arizona State should blow them out, but that's a weird game to me. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State is going to whip that ass. Okay. Uh, you play to win the game, Pat. So, so that's right. The, uh, kudos to their out-of-conference schedule, by the way. Yeah. At Arizona State, then they're home to Baylor and at Kansas State, and then they're home to, to the Sun Belt's Texas State. So they're going to go one and three. Yeah. They're going to go one and three right there. And then in the next four, they get home to UTEP. So they're going to go two and three at rice, three and three home to Louisiana tech. They're going to lose that one. They're going to go three and four at Southern miss three and five. Then they get a bye week before an at UAB game. Ah, man, that's true. I'm going to say three and six home to Florida international three and seven at Marshall three and eight. And I think they're going to upset one of these teams. I'm going to say they're going to go four and eight, my friend. And I'm going to play the under here. Four and eight. Taking a second. Look at this. I had them going uh, five and seven, but listen, you rattle off those uh, potential losses. I do have to agree (laughs) with you. It's a tough schedule, actually. Yeah, it is a bit of a tough schedule. I'm going to go ahead and flip, and I'm going to take the under as well on UTSA. Beautiful, beautiful. They were a good team last year, they so were it's a good. little maybe you know we're but selling they were them short. a lot, man, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the the grad transfer quarterback thing kind of goes fifty fifty, right? Or maybe even less than that. A lot of times that shit that shit fails. Yeah, we'll can... see though. We'll see. But uh, the, moving along to the UAB Blazers, and let me tell you something, man. I know Scott Frost was the national coach of the year last year, and you know he deserved it because he went undefeated and won a national championship. But man. 
did Bill Clark deserve some type of coach of the year award? Because let me tell you, dude, I don't know if you know anything about UAB, but they didn't have a football program for three years prior to this. They had quit football. They decided to start it back up. Clark's their guy. They were projected. I remember this projected to win one game last year. They went eight and five, eight and five, Pat (laughs) first year out the gate, seven games, seven and a half games over expectation. And this year, Clark brings back nine offensive starters, including, including their senior quarterback, AJ elderly. Who's a beast, former middle Tennessee transfer. And they also got a stud running back in Spencer Brown. I like this offense and defensively. Well, they're bringing back seven. So led by Fitzgerald Mofort, linebacker. I'm, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. But I mean, there were, that, there's a pl- lot of reasons to be optimistic if you're a fan of UAB because bringing back, uh, what, 16 starters? Got your star quarterback, your star running back back? Vegas sees the, the, the over-under at seven and a half. That's, that's pretty bold. Let's break down this schedule. What do you say? The first four games... Home to Savannah State, that's a win. At Coastal Carolina, that's a win. Home to Tulane, I have that as a loss. Then they have a bye week, and then they're home to Charlotte. I think they go 3-1 and one out the gate, Pat. Uh, I'm with you. Okay. Next four games, at Louisiana Tech, that's a loss. They're 3-2. and two. At Rice, that's a win. They're 4-2. and two. Home to North Texas, I think that's a loss, but that's a winnable game. 4-3. Uh, and three. At UTEP, they're five and three, just like that. And then you got four games left. Those four games are homed against UTSA. I think they're going to steal that one. Six and three right there. Home to Southern Miss, that's a 50-50 game. At Texas A&M, that's a fifth. No, I'm not. We're down on Jimbo Fisher. We're not that down on Jimbo Fisher. Uh, And at Middle Tennessee, uh, I think this team's bowling, but I, I do think the end of the schedule is just brutal. So yeah, I'm gonna banged up there at the I, end. I'm gonna go ahead and say the play here for me is the under. I think best case scenario they go seven and five, and I'm more, more. I really think six and six is where this team's gonna end up. Six and six or seven and five. Yeah, the schedule is a little tough for them. My play is the under as well for the reasons previously stated. I think this is a pretty good bet to make. By the way, is play the under on UAB. Okay. Funny thing about uh, UAB, really had a hard time against the MAC last year. Kind of played a very solid throughout their schedule. Overtime lost by one to Charlotte. Lost on the road by uh, three. That's a, uh, by the way, that's just an awful loss. Though. That is a terrible loss. But won most of the rest of their games. Close loss on the road at North Texas by three. But got slapped by Ball State. 20-point loss. How does that happen? And then crushed by 35 against Ohio. Yeah. They did better against Florida than they did against Ohio. (laughs) Doesn't make a lot of sense. The MAC is their kryptonite. There we go, man. You heard that here first. Do they have any games against the MAC this year? No, right? Unless unless they meet up in bowl season, they avoid the MAC, so this team might go undefeated. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, the next team. Oh, man, we just got to do this. The UTEP Miners, University of Texas, El Paso. I've been to El Paso, Pat. Long gone are the Jordan Palmer days. Yes, long, long gone are those days. They used to have a receiver named Lee Mays. Played for the Steelers for a little bit, man. That guy could ball. Uh, Wow. Last year they went (laughs) 0-12. Just as you'd expect, 
they fired their coach. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a university doing what they should do. You go in 12. I don't care who you are. Right. Fire that coach. Uh, in comes Dana Dimmel, the, or the, the orange, the, the, what am I talking about? The OC from Kansas state, former Wyoming head coach back in the nineties, I believe, or early two thousands. Uh, Dimmel brings his son fullback Winston Dimmel, who was a grad transfer, pried him away from K state to come down and play for dad. They, uh, bring back six offensive starters, including a senior quarterback named Ryan Metz who is in a battle for his position. So as a senior quarterback, who's already battling, that's not a good sign, but they do have a Juco transfer named Kai Laxley. Who's supposed to perhaps be the starter week one when they play Northern Arizona. Uh, defensively, they bring back six starters and they also bring in another K state transfer on the D line and also an Oregon transfer at the, at the linebacker position. So, Hey, they're bringing, they're bringing in some talent on the defensive side of the ball, Pat, uh, <laughs> over under is set at two and a half. I got news for you, Pat. They're going to lose to Northern Arizona week one. That's, I was just looking at that. Uh, Northern Arizona has a stud quarterback. I forget his name right now, but this team went to the FCS playoffs last year. Yep. And the Lumberjackers, (laughs) or the Lumberjacks. There you go. (laughs) One of the ones. They're going to come in to El Paso, and if Dimmel does not have his team prepared, they're going to win. We, you know, you're implementing a new system, first game. Dude, I don't want to be playing Northern Arizona in the first game at a team that yeah. uh, you went 0 and 12 last year. Talk about a team smelling blood. They yeah. want that FBS win. Yeah. Uh, and then they're at UNLV week two. That's a loss at Tennessee. Thank you, Tennessee, for scheduling a winless team last year. I really appreciate the <laughs> SEC scheduling. And then uh, the fourth game is a home game against New Mexico State, which is actually a rivalry game. If you know UTEP's, that uh, they have a rivalry with New Mexico State. New Mexico State's coming off a bowl season, their first bowl season since 1960. So I'm going to say New Mexico State's going to get that W, Man. and they're going to go 0 and 4 to start the Tough first four times in El Paso. In El Paso, it's okay because my recollection of spending a week in El Paso doing stand up was cheap drinks. They have places where yeah. you can do like quarter. You call it. You walk in. You, mm. you 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 got a quarter. You call. Now this is well liquor, but you can just drink. <laughs> you can take like five dollars with you and just drink vodka and rum and gin it and whatever. Sounds like uh, yeah that song Lagrange by ZZ Top. Just uh, a shithole where you can drink your sorrows away and hopefully get cheap whores and have a lot of fun well, I think as your team gets I, their ass kicked. Pretty sure you can get cheap whores because Mexico is about three minutes away. That's right. Uh, anyway. What's that town right across the border that's like the murder capital? Juarez. Juarez. Yes. Yeah. That's UTEP. You yeah. Know? It's, you can actually see it. Experience. You can see it in the distance from El Paso, I believe. Anyway, the next four at UTSA. That's a loss. Home to North Texas. That's a loss. They get a bye before Louisiana Tech. Not going to matter. That's a loss. <laughs> Home to UAB. That's a loss. I mean, that's a tough four-game stretch. All four of those are much better. Yeah. Then comes the big one at yeah. Rice. The Super Bowl. That's that's the one. If you're a minor fan, you circle the Northern Arizona game. You, you perhaps circle the New Mexico State game and circle the Rice game. You trot across state. Yeah, because I can tell you after Rice, it's Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, and Southern Miss. This team's going to go, uh, I don't even know that they're going to beat Rice. Rice is at home. I, I, you know what? I think they're going to beat Rice. I don't know. That's I got to go like going 12 this year. I think they're going to go 1-11. Okay. That they're going to beat Rice. You heard well, it here first. I heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the only place I'll ever hear it. But uh, but yes, the under is the play here. I like this under a lot, man. I mean, because at best case scenario, they're gonna, they, they, go, they win what? 
two. Two. I mean, maybe New Mexico State, but I don't see that happening. I think New Mexico State's a better team. Uh, yeah, I got. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. What's great about this is if you make the bet and you see them lose to Northern Arizona, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> Week one, you see them lose to Northern Arizona, you're like, okay, this <laughs> is perfect. If if I bet the under or if you bet the over, then then you're fucked. Right. But. Uh, Either way, you should know the outcome of the bet most likely by the end of week one. <laughs> okay, next up, the Western Kentucky. Oh, man, I talk about other. I mean, there's a lot of good nicknames in this, in this conference, man. And the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, Western Kentucky is just a team that really disappointed last year. Head coach Mike Sanford came in. He's entering. So this is his second year on the Hill, if you want to say. hey and uh, yeah, they went six and seven last year, lost a bowl game, but man, this team was supposed to be loaded last year. They had quarterback Mike White, who's now at the, on the Dallas Cowboys, who got drafted. Uh, Jeff Brown went 23 and five the two years prior. So to, to then see a team that had a ton of experience coming back, go six and seven and really just lay an egg kind of in the division, kind of a letdown. They only bring back three starters offensively, Pat. Now they they do have a senior quarterback in Drew Eccles, but he's got he's got limited experience, man. They got seven back on defense, led by their best player is a cornerback named Drell Green. Uh, I'm not, not like to be mistaken with Daryl Green. That's true. Not to be mistaken with Daryl Green's probably still better at age sixty. Probably <laughs> runs a faster forty time too. Uh, the over unders at four and a half. Four and a half. Huh? I see. I see this program heading in the wrong direction. And I look and I see, okay, they're at Wisconsin week one. They're going to lose by 40. Yeah. Uh, week two, they're playing Maine at home, and Maine just had one of their own players die today. But uh, that sucks. But, um, yeah, my condolences. But uh, I, I think they can beat Maine. You know what I mean? Maine's a tough team. The Black Bears, great nickname. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say they get that, that I'm going to give them the W there, too. At Louisville, which I would have loved this matchup if Petrino, or not Petrino, if uh, Brown was still there, but he's not. That's a, a loss. At Ball State, I still think that's a tricky game because Ball State played them close last year. I'll give them the win right now, but I could easily see them losing that game. Yeah. That's two. Home to Marshall, that's a loss. They get a bye week before Charlotte, which is key because that's a winnable game. So let's say, go ahead and say three here with Charlotte. Home to Old Dominion. I, th- I think Charlotte could beat them too, but anyway, hold uh, home to Old Dominion, home to Florida International. They're not winning those. I'm giving them the Old Dominion game. Really, you're really down on Old Dominion. Yeah, I'm not super high on them. I got them beating uh, UTEP in the final four games. They got at Middle Tennessee, at Florida Atlantic, home to UTEP, and at Louisiana Tech. They're going to go one and four in those, uh, one and four in those. So two and eight, or two. I'm sorry, two and six. And then uh, I got them winning. I got them winning four games. I, I got them at five on that Old Dominion game. They might, they might just win three. Watch Ball State beat them in Muncie. That could happen. Watch it, buddy. Watch it. Um, so yeah, uh, that, and that that wraps us up on that. We so so you you went under on 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 Western Kentucky. Oh no, I took the over. Wow. Okay, you're still it's that Notre Dame in you, man. <laughs> I um, mean, because what? Something special. Their, on the their top head of that coach hill. is from Notre Dame, right? Like That's Stanford, right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, he wasn't that good at Notre Dame. Yeah. He's just, uh, he really underachieved last yeah, year. He was me. a whippersnapper, you know, oh, I, handsome guy, but I don't know if that makes him a decent football coach. Watch out for those whippersnappers, man. <laughs> uh, so who do you have in the conference championship? Let's, uh, just, let's just get, get down to, to what the hell you're talking about. Who do you have in the conference championship? Ooh, wee. 
You heard it here first, folks. Florida International. Florida International. Against. Now, again, Florida Atlantic is the smart and the safe bet. So Yeah, their their odds are four to five. Yeah. If you're gonna bet, you should probably go with Florida Atlantic. But I have a funny feeling <laughs> in my heart that this is Butch Davis's year. They're a hundred to one to win well, the, 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 the conference. Vegas sometimes has their head lodged <laughs> three to four feet up their asshole. So all right, all right. I mean, to win, to make it yeah. is not a hundred to one. To this is to win the conference, they're a hundred to one. But you have them playing, so that's not a hundred to one. So right. It doesn't sound as crazy. Right. If they're playing, that means they're gonna lose to whoever's on the other side. Who do you have on the other side? I have there was a, a moment there when I was thinking Southern Miss was the play, but I gotta go North Texas. Going with Mason Fine. North Texas odds to win are five to one. So that means if Pat calls for, for North Texas to beat Florida international, the five to one odds don't seem as crazy as the 101 odds he was talking about earlier. <laughs> um, who do you got winning it, Pat? I do have North Texas winning that. Okay, there we go. See, so there he is. He, he, he uh, kind of saved himself there. Came to my senses a little bit, but you know, I'm almost, I'm almost, you know what guys? <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to play it safe here. Okay. I'm not going to play with, it safe. Go with, go with Butch. I'm the mother effer. You know what you got to worry about a Butch, though, is he could be doing some illegal shit, and he could be fired midseason, just like he was at Miami and North Carolina. He's right? got a few years. You know, I watched his the 30 for 30 on that uh, U part two, and uh, he's got a lot of little tricks up his sleeve. He was using uh, track scholarships to, like, get it's wide receivers on yeah, the football yeah, team, yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, the guy, he can put a fence around Miami. He's a quick builder. You ever see the essay the kid wrote at uh, North Carolina? Uh, <laughs> I did see that. Jeez. It's like, it was like, he was supposed to write like a five page essay. Rosa Pop. Yeah. He writes like, he writes like a four, <laughs> four <laughs> sentence essay and gets an 105. An, yeah, uh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, okay. So, so you're calling for it for international. Then you're being bold. Uh, Come clean right now. What the fuck do you have lined up here? I got I got Florida International winning the conference championship. Okay. In my heart. So so one of my questions was what's the best dog to take? I don't need to ask you that anymore. I, I think the best dog to take personally to to realistically win the conference is Louisiana Tech twelve to one odds. Because I have Florida Atlantic winning the conference. I have Florida Atlantic beating Louisiana Tech in the conference championship. But if if Skip Holtz gets his team there, it's a one game season. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulldogs upset, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin and company. Old so, Skippy so, coming so, through so again. So there we go. Um, and that wraps up the Conference USA. There were some moments that we got totally, uh, you know, totally uh, into it. And there was other moments where my dog and my cat were fucking with me. But uh, anyway, we're glad you're listening. Uh, we are done with really the, to me, like the small conferences. We're yeah. now moving along to the, to the big conferences. We got the American, we got actually the next episode will be the mountain West. And then we'll move to the American, the power six, or as some could make an argument, the power seven pet. <laughs> yeah. Are we going there already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Patty C eight, three, one on Twitter. Give him a follow. Give him a like. 
Tell him he's a dumbass for picking Florida International to win the Conference USA. Put ten dollars on it and thank me at the end of the season. My name is 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 Colby Dant, and you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can find our show at the SGP Network on Twitter. You can also find us on iTunes if you type in Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, I don't know how else. It's just so easy. Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can put it in a Google feed. You can go to sportsgamblingpodcastnetwork.com. You can go, I mean, you can just go to wherever and you're, you're good. You're going to be good. Just come on, figure this thing out. We're going through all the teams. Holy shit, it's 2 a.m. I need to fix this. Okay, I'm going to sleep. Uh, more to come. Thanks for checking out the college experience. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.